Welcome to How My Country Works with your host, Stephen O'Shea, the podcast that rummages around the hoarder's basement of the global political system and pulls out the insightful gems hidden way at the back. Each episode, we'll be working alphabetically through different countries' politics so you can show off to your friends and maybe gain a slightly better understanding of just how those countries work. However, many of the episodes will tackle themes and concepts that shape the broader picture, but don't sit neatly with just one country. With this in mind, we'll be looking to do a bonus episode every so often to help fill you in. And next up, it's the Ottoman Empire. The Ottoman Empire can kind of be thought of as a kind of Turkish empire. However, it was actually one of the world's most powerful. And whilst it did grow from a Turkish stronghold in Anatolia, it actually grew into a vast state that at its peak reached as far north as Vienna in Austria, as far east as the Persian Gulf, as far west as Algeria, and as far south as Yemen. It's why so much of that part of the world is Muslim. The empire's success lay in its centralized structure as much as its territory. It had control of some of the world's most lucrative trade routes that led to vast wealth, and its impeccably organized military system led to huge military might. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's go back to the beginning. It was founded at the end of the 13th century by the tribal leader Osman I. And after 1354, the Ottomans crossed into Europe and with the conquest of the Balkans, it was transformed into a transcontinental empire. Looking at it at its height, there were three primary sultans that ruled at this time. Please do excuse some of the pronunciations if they're not exactly correct. Bayezid II, Selim I, and Suleiman I, the Magnificent. During Suleiman's reign, the Ottoman Empire was at the height of its political power and close to its maximum geographic extent. But what goes up must come down, or in this case, what grows out must come in, as is the case with most empires. He basically grew tired of expanding and of his campaigns, and he basically let his viziers or prime ministers take a lot more authority. But after his death, there was no one then to really take full control and the army gained a lot more control of the Sultanate and was able to use it for its own benefit rather than for the benefit of the empire. This weakness was then combined with a much growing power in the West. You had countries like France and Britain who were emerging from the Middle Ages with really strong monarchies that were building up vast armies and navies which would be able to challenge the Ottomans' military might. The Ottoman Empire then made the fateful mistake of joining with the Empire of Germany during the First World War on the side of the Central Powers. The Empire's defeat then led to the occupation of its territory by the Allied Powers and in the aftermath of World War I resulted in the partitioning up of much of its empire as it was divided primarily between the United Kingdom and France. There was a successful Turkish War of Independence which meant that Turkey itself managed to stay relatively together. The last Ottoman Sultan, Mehmed VI, fled in 1922 after the Sultanate had been abolished. In 1923, Turkey was proclaimed a republic with Antarak as its first president. Well, hopefully that gives you a bit of a basic understanding of the Ottoman Empire. Please do join us next week, where we'll be exploring the North African country of Algeria, which was notably impacted by the Ottoman Empire. And as always, please do rate us on your podcast app and recommend us to any friends that have a hankering for political knowledge. Follow us on Instagram at How My Country Works for extra insights and facts. And there you can message us around anything else you'd like to know about different empires or other concepts that might crop up in the different episodes. See you next time, and remember to keep asking how my country works.